Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Video Games Now podcast. My name is Cole, and uh, with me is the the man with the amazing voice, Rodney. Good day. And also uh, the man with all the answers, Will. Oh, wait, no, sorry, I'm reading a script from a couple months ago. All right, um, we got quite the show for you here today, everybody. We're going to be talking about some fun stuff, some uh, Microsoft games coming to Steam, and uh, we got some top tens for you, some fun questions. It's going to be real cool real fun so uh yeah hope you enjoy it well when when are we gonna bring this to them roddy when's it gonna happen right now right now right now welcome to the show everybody so uh we're gonna get started with our first topic which is the gaming word of the week it's uh, brought to you by cole what are we looking at, Cole? Uh, the word of the week is animation cancel. And uh, I'm sure you know what that is. Um, I, I feel like we've... Actually, now that I think about it, I feel like we've used animation cancel before. Uh, no. We? No, we didn't use anim... We used... Uh, no, I have a solid memory. Oh, do you know what it was? It was, um, it was similar to... Uh, it's another strategy game. I see Dota is an example that they use. Yeah. And the other example was... Um, when you hop your troops so they don't actually have to walk, you can make them move faster. Oh, yeah? I can't remember. We used that one already, but I, I mixed those two together. Well, uh, we used uh, Face Roll. That, uh, I saw that one earlier. Oh, yeah, we're scrolling through our yeah. list. <laughs> Anyways, uh, animation cancel is a term mostly used in strategy games like Warcraft or Dota. The term is also widely used in fighting games. However, the famous Z-cancel and L-cancel from Smash Bros. franchise, in both cases... In both cases, it's a way to cancel the action of a character's attack, heal, or magic, allowing it to perform the next one without any delay. So, yeah. Gotta get those moves fast if you want to be best. Yeah. Okay, so uh, let's... Uh, just gonna turn down thy music again. Ronnie so, didn't get me headphones this time, so I'm I'm flying solo. I can't hear anything. So, well, I've done a couple solo podcasts. Those are fun. I mean, fine solo as in, like, I can't hear my settings or the music. Or I can give settings. you my first solo flight shirt t-shirt if you want. I'll take it, yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, all right, visit our website at videogamesnow.ca to find all of our content, including our YouTube videos, social media links, and the gaming news covered on the podcast. Let us uh, 
know what you guys think of the show by leaving a review on whatever you're listening to our show on to help spread the word about Animation Cancel. And uh, have you considered becoming a Video Games Now Patreon? As a Patreon, you get access to the podcast one day earlier than everyone else, as well as a discount on VGN swag, exclusive stories, and you can listen to the podcast live on Discord while we record it. And uh, we have a new Patreon this week, Mr. Thomas Snowsworthy. Welcome to the family. Thomas Snowsworthy. Yep, so uh, get the shout-out, you got the Discord You know what they say, though. Only the shadow knows. Only the shadow knows. Uh, so yeah, Patreon, we have three different tier, or sorry, four different tiers. Uh, I'm just gonna go home to, uh, so we got the, uh, holy shit, This I'm is good, I it. never look at the Patreon. We're at the Patreon page, now I get to, now I now, get to see it's Now you get to see it, yeah. Uh, hi, video games now. Thanks. Welcome back to my own Patreon. Um, I'm trying to find the tier levels, but Usually it's, it's right on the front page. Yeah, I know. This is so strange. If you join our, our Patreon, you can tell us where the tier levels are. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Oh, it's telling me my own benefits. This is awesome. Okay, so we got the Melons Club, which is bronze, $5 a month. That's so funny, the Melons Club. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Uh, then we got the Demon Tier, which is $10 a month. Ooh. Yeah. Um, then we have the Hot Roddy Fan Club. Nice. Yeah. And then the uh, the Rock Hard Onyx for True Gamers. Ooh. Damn. There you go. Not That's... bad. The, um, I've been playing Gears lately. That'll kind of segue us nice. And uh, there's the... Um, oh, I can't remember what they call it. The Onyx Onyx Guard. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. So I'm into that Onyx. <laughs> into that Onyx. All right. So uh, let's move into our first topic then, which is coming from PC Gamer. So Microsoft is bringing more games to Steam. Says, we believe you should have a choice on where you buy your PC games. That, that literally makes no sense. Why would they, they... They're trying to push people to buy Game Pass, and then they do this. Yeah, it's... It's it's weird. Like, uh, you know how PlayStation is getting all these ex- exclusives? They even got the Modern Warfare um, early? Uh, oh, yeah. That, that. Which is bullshit, by the way. Fucking... They already got the, uh, the survival mode. So why the fuck did they get more shit exclusively that's what i mean i i was like playstation is going in the right direction as in like they've got all these exclusives and um it looks like the ps5 even we were talking about how you were like uh the the new xbox looks kind of crappy and we're going with the ps5 but doing this is kind of a right step because i think this way more people are going to buy xbox games who don't have the microsoft pass because i mean there's all the people who are going to get the Microsoft Fast because they're fans, but now this is reaching out to the people who don't have that and probably never would can still play these games. Yeah, I, I, can, I can agree with that, I suppose. But uh, I mean, obviously you might... It, it's kind of funny you, like, close the door to, to them buying the Microsoft... Some of your people buying the Microsoft Fast, but you open it up for all the people who are going with the PlayStation and don't have uh, an Xbox and don't have... Uh, Microsoft and stuff, because I'm always like trying to find people to play Gears with, and everybody that I play Modern Warfare with, except for you, has a PlayStation. It's all through PlayStation. I'm like, oh man, I want to play Gears with somebody. Maybe now this is how I can play Gears, or people can get it who don't have an Xbox and don't have to buy. All well, are stuff. these some of these games cross compatible with PC and Xbox? Um, I, yeah, Gears is cross compatible. I think. I think. Am I not talking into the? You're not talking into the microphone? This is what happens when you don't give me a headset. Yeah. All right. um, Yeah, I think the Gears is cross-compatible from 
PC to Xbox. I'm going to look that up right now. Uh, in a big move for its approach to PC gaming, Microsoft has announced that it's planning to bring more Xbox Game Studio games to Steam, freeing them from the confines of the Microsoft Store. The store itself isn't dead and gone. It's part of Microsoft's plan to bring an Xbox Game Pass subscription service to PC, which has also announced today. How old is this article? Because wasn't it... Oh, this article is old. This article is super old. Oh, yeah, it is old. Holy fuck. But uh, you saw a different article on Saturday. Yeah, maybe that is different than what I... S- That's funny that it's super old, but it's the first thing that come up when you uh, when you type in. There you go. See if these coming to Steam. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. So this, one, this, this one's new. So I'm just going to open this article here. So uh, I can't believe we're reading an old article. <laughs> Silly us. Sorry, one second. I'm just popping this open as well. All right. So, Sea of Thieves is now listed as coming soon to Steam as Microsoft continues to offer to offer more of its titles through Valve's online marketplace. An accompanying announcement said that Steam's version of Sea of Thieves would support crossplay platform with other Windows PC users as well as Xbox One users. We're genuinely thrilled to bring Sea of Thieves to Steam and looking forward to welcoming the Steam community to our games so we can share a grog and a shanty together and hear the tales of their adventures, says Craig Duncan, studio head at Rare. Uh, had another negative experience on uh, on Sea of Thieves. Thieves the other day. Yeah, it's yeah. not a forgiving game. Yeah, well, I even switched a controller. I'm yeah, like, did you plug your controller into your computer? Yeah, I'm like fucking. This guy's going down. I'm fucking switching controller, and then he took three blunderbuss shots to the fucking head and didn't die, and then one shot me. I'm I'm always that way where I'm like I complain about when I'm doing bad, but there always is a reason. You're it's not like a. It's so stupid to, it's, to blame it on the game or blame it on the controller, but it's like, what is the, what are we missing? Why, why, why are we losing these one on ones? You just have yeah. to win your, win your fights. Yeah. All right. Uh, so Rare's rollicking open world pirate MMO launched in March 2018 exclusively on Windows PC and Xbox One through the Microsoft Store. Uh, a year later, Xbox chief Phil Spencer said the company would start to offer more of its Xbox Game Studio titles on Steam. So. So, uh, Gears 5 and Halo Master Chief Collection later launched on Steam the same date as their Windows, PC, and Xbox One releases. State of Decay 2 followed in mid-March 2019, and a little under two years after its launch, Microsoft acquired developing developer Undead Labs shortly after that release. Cool. So, go ahead. Didn't they, re- like, they just released Gears uh, 5 on, on Steam, I think. That's what, that's why, because I was playing Gears, and then I looked on Steam, and I saw that Gears was coming out for Steam, and that's kind of mm. what brought my attention to this, and now I'm trying to find out on the Steam store where it went. So this says Xbox Game Studios has currently 36 game li- games listed on the Steam, with another two, including Psychonauts 2 listed as coming soon. Yeah, because that was, uh, um, the Sea of Thieves was coming soon as well, and then Gears was just released, so. But that's crazy, because, you know, all of these exclusives to Xbox now on a different platform. Now, that's where they put Halo fucking 6. And I'm buying it on PC. Yeah, right? Rather than having to buy the new Xbox. Fuck the new Xbox. That's funny. If this is just old news and I just never noticed it before. Because I'm always playing Microsoft games. I'm surprised I didn't see this. uh, Well, this is... This came out... What day is it today? Six. This came out four days ago, so... It's newish news. It's not fake news. No fake news. No fake news on the Video Games Now podcast. But uh, sometimes we just don't talk about video games on a video games podcast. 
It's good. We're doing pretty good so far. We've been yeah. pretty on video games topic. Yeah. Oh, actually, uh... No, I was kidding. What? I was gonna go off topic, but I guess not. Um, has a new, um, uh, flight simulator come out yet? No, and they're being super fucking evasive on the release date of that. Like, here, I'll type it in right now. Uh, have we talked about this before? Oh, yeah, we've talked about it. I, oh, okay. I talked about it after, uh, E3 last year because I was literally, like, fucking stoked as shit. Oh, we talked about how your, uh, Roddy's got a whole flight simulator... Um, yeah. He's got the whole pilot, or what's it called, cockpit of a plane set up so he can fly around. Yeah, but I gotta, uh, I gotta, uh, reconfigure that because it was a little... What's the new bloody. one? Is it is it X or is X the old one? Uh, X is the old one. Like, Microsoft Light Simulator X came out in, like, 2006. And, and that's the last one they released. Damn. Yeah. So, uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator 2020 release date... Specs, yada fucking yada. It says, uh, releasing later this year and is set to be the most beautiful and in-depth flight simulation game since the franchise began. They they originally launched 37 years ago. Holy crap. Yeah. Well, they gotta train pilots somehow. That's right. Uh, how expensive do you think it's gonna be? Oh, it won't be that bad. No? Well, they get you with the, uh... HD expansions and and tr texture expansions and shit. Oh. That's that's where they make their money, because people want it to be like ultra realistic. So they they buy the base game and then they have to buy fucking weather simulation shit like thunderclouds, uh, like realistic looking thunderclouds, realistic looking water, realistic looking this and that and that. that that's where they make their money. Rough. That's yeah. like it's fucking stupid. You think there's they they, they must sell bundles, right? They do have sell it all yeah. together. Yeah, they do sell bundles. So. Yeah, anyways, uh, I am super stoked about this, and once I find out when it's getting fucking released, I'll be all over that. Yeah, I wonder, um, <clears throat> uh, going back to the Microsoft, it did say that the Sea of Thieves and everything will be cross-compatible with other, um, on Xbox and through the yep. Microsoft Store? Yeah, it said it was cross-compatible with everything. That'd be sweet, because you've been playing Sea of Thieves and I've been playing Sea of Thieves recently, and... Uh, only when I'm with you, I find that there's a lot of other people, but when I play for, like, a long time, like, I usually play with, with our good buddy Adam, and we never see anybody. Like, I yeah. feel like it's so dead. I hope that bringing it to, um, Steam will actually pump some, pump some numbers into it. Yeah. Okay, so... What the fuck? So this, so I'm just on, uh, Xfinity, or Gfinity, sorry. Um, on Microsoft Flight Simulator X. This art, this paragraph says the game is currently set to release on Microsoft Windows 10 and Xbox One. That makes no sense. Why would they not release this on the, on this, on the, whatever the new console is that I hate? Uh, Series X. Well, probably, I think it will release on the Series X, but maybe just for right now. It's kind of like, you know how they released Breath of the Wild for the Wii U? And yeah. then... It was also like a flagship game for the Switch. Maybe they're just going to release it at oh. the end, so hopefully people buy it. And then when the Series X comes out, people will buy it again. Because I had to buy Breath of the Wild twice. Once for Wii U and then yeah, yeah. again for my Switch. <laughs> we'll get into the expensive shit later. Um, this says it would also be, it'll also be available on the Game Pass. Oh, interesting. So perfect. I don't have to buy it then. And I just got to buy all the fucking expansions. Do you, do you get expansions to the Game Pass? Mm, probably not. Maybe not. You probably open the game and it'll have a store built into the game or some bullshit, where you can buy certain planes and that would be fucking bullshit. Oh, if you it, have to buy planes? If you had to buy certain planes, yeah. 
Like, cause they give you a base amount. Like they give you like the standard. Sorry. What? What? You I opened watching? up. <laughs> I opened up Steam. I'm looking at some articles. Um. Anyways, yeah. In, the, in Microsoft Flight Simulator X, it uh, had like some base planes. So you had like uh, your your Cessna 172, which is like the trainer plane that everybody, or and the, the plane everybody owns essentially. Um, and then they had uh, a couple of higher planes that are like a King Air, and uh, uh, they didn't have the Q400, but you can probably download it. But yeah, and then they had a couple of other ones. They had a helicopter. They had a 737, a 747, uh, and stuff like that. But you had to like download the planes you actually wanted to fly. Weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's smart. If you want to make money, it's a good way to do it. Yeah, but we just you just had to download the the files and then install them on Microsoft Flight Simulator X. But then again, DLC didn't exist in 2006, so... Yeah. But yeah, it will now. <laughs> now you're going to pay for it. Yeah. Apparently, uh, this game's going to retail for £49.99, whatever that is. In, uh... What, in, in real money. No, just kidding. Um, I would say pounds is more real than Canadian dollar. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to convert it right now. What's 50 pounds in Canadian dollars? It's a, it's a $90 game. Damn. Shit. Which will mean it'll be like a $75 game for the States. Whoa! Fucking Microsoft Flight Simulator looks so good. I'm so stoked. Anyways, okay, let's move on here. Uh, let's uh, talk about how expensive games are. Good segue. By just so I, so I was trying to poke at the segue, and you're like, we'll talk about more expensive games later. Yeah. Well, I wasn't there yet. No. Um, so, we were bitching on Saturday about how fucking expensive Nintendo Switch games were. Yeah. Why? Oh, it's because we were talking about um, Animal Crossing, I think. And then uh, yeah. how it's like, yeah, I'd play Animal Crossing. Oh, we were actually talking with Mark. The Melons. The, me the Melons. The Melon Good Man. Dude. Come games on. are so expensive, bro. Because we, we were talking about, Mark and I were talking about Animal Crossing, and then uh, I was saying how I'd, I'd like to buy it, but it's like a, it's like an $80 game, and he said yeah. the same thing. And then he even said he went back to look at a game, or was that you? Went back to look at um, Mario yeah. Tennis? Yeah, that was me, um, because I packed up my studio and my Xbox and everything on Friday because I was moving, so I didn't have anything to play, so I left my Switch out. Couldn't find Breath of the Wild, and then I'm like, oh, fuck, we, I packed Breath of the Wild, too, so I couldn't even get that. So I was looking on the store to buy something, and... Uh, yeah, everything's super expensive. I was going to get Animal Crossing too, but I don't know if I'd like that game. That's why I didn't get it. I uh, wish there was a demo available. I mean, a demo of this game would probably be any other Animal Crossing game. Because everybody, yeah. the, the complaint about Animal Crossing, the ones in the past were that it just was like, it, there just wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. And I feel like they finally nailed it on this Animal Crossing. They finally like added enough there's like hundreds of customizations and and items to unlock and like you can build your own island and you design your own house in your own town where it just wasn't really that in depth before so mm -hmm. just get an old animal crossing and beat the whole game and that's your your demo for this one that's fair i'm, I'm sure that's still 80 bucks though if it's on the nintendo store you might be able to go to like uh your local your local game comic shop. book shop yeah, I, yeah sometimes you go to a comic book shop and they've got like um Super Nintendo games and N64s and uh, some old old goodies tucked in the corner somewhere. Just like an electronics store, like, uh, what's the one in the mall? The Source? Go to Not the even, Source. The, the Source doesn't have old, like, old stuff, though. Like, no, no, retro no. stuff? 
but you mean you could find it just on the shelf? Yeah, you just go there and they got like a small little section of games, but they sell ma ma mainly Amazon Alexas and Google Chromes or Google whatever it is. It's Google funny Home. how I'm here on the Nintendo store and they they get you with like the the games under ten dollars and the the fifteen dollar games and they're all like they have so many indie games on uh, on nintendo store that like it looks like they've got a bunch of cheap games but all of their their own single releases like all the mario games or pokemon or yeah those are the ones that are the full price yeah monsters but yeah i went to buy i'm like oh, i'm gonna look at mario tennis aces i fucking hated the demo i don't even know why that crossed my mind actually that did cross my mind when i was looking at it. i was like oh i'll give it another shot it won't be 80 dollars it's been out for two years no it was 80 dollars is that the new one, that Aces? Yeah. That's the newest one? $80 for your tennis game that you can probably beat in five hours. Uh, Super Mario Deluxe. Uh, that's still full price. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Was that the Wii U game? Mm, this was released January 10th, 2019. Was okay. Was for this. Fucking 80 bucks, Jesus. Uh, Super Mario Party. October 5th, 2018. Full, full price. Mario Kart 8. April 27th, 2017, full price. It's a three-year-old game, full price. And doesn't Nintendo not have as big of a development team as uh, North America? I don't know that. I'm going to look that up. You can buy Doom 64 for $5, though. That's, that's good. How big is Nintendo's development teams? What is it? Develop, development, develop mint teams because i'm pretty sure they have a reduced um when i say reduced i mean like I, it's like two to three hundred people on a game usually yeah and i think it's like they're on the lower end like 200 so i'm just thinking about their costs i made a video called um why your game prices are so high where i talk about actually uh all the teams and stuff that go into the payroll of of making a game which is the base biggest expense especially in film like, I remember, oh, yeah, uh, I'm sure, you, I don't know if you've done this yet, but when I was uh, on set as a, a assistant director, like you, what you do now, um, I got given a check that I had to take to the producer who's at our uh, monitors, and she had to sign it, and the check was for a quarter of a million dollars, and that was payroll for the week. Damn. Oh, yeah, we do that, but you don't just take the check, you take like a, you take like a whole box called the football, you pass the football off to the to the producer and then they pass it back to you and you send it back to the office but I never got to look at the check or see it no th this check was for the payroll company because the way it works in film is after the show's wrapped like the show doesn't exist anymore so in, for our tax documents and stuff they'll send it they'll cut all the checks through a payroll company so that um, they keep all the records on file for us so yeah the check was for this payroll company so it was just one flat check for them to cut all the checks with interesting Yeah. no I've, I've never done that but yeah, it was for a quarter of a million dollars. That's Canadian. just for just for the people, just for the crew, just for the crew. Yeah. Hey Nothing. man, we gotta eat. People gotta eat. Yeah. But so yeah, it was a quarter of a million dollars, so it was like ten dollars American. Going back to the expensive video games, I'm just looking up the Super Smash Brothers here. The first DLC Ultimate Fighter Pass had six fighters, and it was like twenty three, twenty six dollars. Yeah. I think now the new Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Pass Volume Two is six fighters and it's 40 bucks what i thought it was six bucks a fighter where you did a podcast on it and that's what it said it's 37.79 for the pass well maybe they're talking about american dollars who knows 
Yeah, that means it's going to be even more expensive in Canadian if they're talking about them. Oh, you mean $6 American. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Americans and their money that's better than ours. Hey, it's good for film, though, because, I mean, that means they come up here and they can double their money. Get on the cheap Suck it, Hollywood. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but... They're not going to come up here for a bit. Everyone's going to be licking their wounds for a bit, for quite a while. Oh, yeah. Like, the rest of us, too. I haven't worked in, like, a month and a half. Oh, they just... The government just released a uh, uh, relief fund today. You should look into Oh, yeah, that. the $1,000? It's like 2000 bucks a month or something. I'm sure all the American listeners are like, Shut up about Canada. Nobody cares. Hey, man. It's not even a real country Don't anyway. Don't fuck with us Canadians, eh? Don't you know, Wolf? Don't you know, bud. Uh, roll the R's. Get 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 right in. Get right newfie with it. I'm bad at rolling the R's. Got no culture. You just gotta listen to Brian for like two minutes. Oh yeah. Oh bad. Uh, what else? Uh, Mario Maker is is still sixty bucks. I'm trying to Mario Maker two is sixty bucks. I'm trying to see how much Mario Maker Whoa. one is. Six really? Oh, I'm sorry, sorry. This is this is uh, American prices or. Okay, yeah, because uh, Mario Maker two is, was eighty bucks, and the only reason I bought it was because I had a fifty dollar. EB Games gift card, and I'm like, I'll buy it for 30 bucks. I'll switch it back to full price. Odyssey is still full price. That was released in September 2018. Um, Splatoon, Breath of the Wild. Let's look at last gen. Like, look at Wii U games. How much are Wii U games right oh, now? Oh, that's a good. Good call. Yeah, I'm on the Switch. Oh, gotta scroll all the way down. Uh, games, Wii U. What was the last Mario game that came out on Wii U? Because um, like, what was it? It was just the deluxe, wasn't it? Because they kind of all the consoles. Oh, have it was like the world. Exclusive. It was 3D world. Which uh, oh, dude, Breath of the Wild for the Wii U is still sixty bucks. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. That's garbage. Um, but anyways, actually, let's talk about. Uh, I made a video about this. Uh, I can't remember if we talked about it on the last podcast. So there's some new Mario games coming to the Switch. Uh, I think we did talk about this a little bit, but let's get more into detail with it. So, this uh, rumor came from a couple people. Let me, uh, I don't think I have the script for that. Uh, I made a video about it on our YouTube page as well, so. Uh, I don't think I have the script here. Super Mario, nope, I don't. But anyway, so, uh, a bunch of sources actually on the internet have talked about, uh, Nintendo announcing some Mario games coming to the Switch during E3, which obviously isn't happening anymore, but they'll probably still do some sort of direct or something. Oh, yeah. But uh, they were talking about Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, Galaxy, and... Well, we'll start with those three. Those getting remastered for the Switch. That's fucking badass. Yeah, I wonder how uh, uh, Mario 64 would be on the Switch. Yeah. Well, what do you add to that? It'll be 80 bucks. Yeah, it'll be 80 bucks. Um, But... If they're yeah. remaking Mario 64, they need to do, like, another, a second pass-through, like, with Luigi and add another 120 stars. Yeah, we were talking about this a little bit, like, what would you like to see yeah. in it? Yeah. Um, I think adding a few more worlds would be cool, but it's it's almost like, uh, I feel like recording music. You know, like, when they recorded music in the 80s, they, the different, the ways that they did it was so different than now that you can't really get the same sound or the same feel. I wonder if you'd be able to pull off if you were to do another couple worlds in 64, would it feel the same? Would it have the same impact? Well, no, that's what I mean. What's, you, a, what's a crappy world in Mario 64? They were all really good. What was your least favorite? Oh. My least favorite in yeah. Mario 64. You know what I mean? Like, like, Because um, all the worlds were so good. I'm trying to think of one. Well, they were good, but 
there was still annoying ones. I hated. I liked the big and small world, but it was annoying that you had to switch back and forth between the big world and the small world mm. to do shit. That was yeah. annoying. Um, the snow worlds are always annoying. Uh, the water worlds. The, remember that like pirate shippy swamp yeah, land? The pirate shippy one wasn't that bad, honestly. Yeah, but there was the one where there was the sharks. I I I don't know. Oh, when I was a kid, I saw Jaws. And it yep. scared the hell out. Like, I have such an, uh, an unnecessary fear of water. Like, I'll go swimming in the ocean. Like, I'm totally fine with that. But, like, when I'm playing video games, water levels just scare the shit out of me. Just yeah. not being able to control yourself. You're n- we're no longer at the top of the food chain when we're in the water. <laughs> and that freaks me out. So, like, any water levels I have a hard time with. Which is ironic because I love Sea of Thieves. But. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I, I think uh, just keep the base game the same. Yeah. And then as soon as you... 100% completed it's like hey here's some more shit enjoy yeah here's another here's some secrets yeah. here's Luigi here's here's Toad play the whole yeah. game as Toad I'm the best oh that'd be interesting that's my Toad impression what does Toad say when everybody wins in Super I'm Super? the best I'm the best yeah fuck him Daisy's still my favorite why well, I'm Daisy but that would be that would be an interesting way to add difficulty to the game where it's like you've 100% completed the game now you have to beat it as Toad and Toad has a restrictive amount of like movable ab- abilities so you have to try to complete the game again with, as Toad where he like can't jump as high or something like that I mean there's there's some parts of the game that you need to long jump and you need to high jump to beat it so would it stop you from being oh, able to the, beat the game you gotta get creative man wall jump just get Mario to fucking punt you over to the other side wow Oh yeah, uh, um, no, not co-op, but that would be interesting to have like a two-player. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a mode in Mario Sunshine where you have to race against your like phantom self. Yeah, yeah. Maybe something like that, but like you have to get a star before them. Mm. Or maybe there's an online mode where you're like it's versus, and you have to try to get the star before the other person. That'd be cool. Yeah, what was that? It was that in Mario Kart, or there was another game where you um, have to do the trial, and then you have to try to beat your time, but it shows the your that, original run. Yeah, that's uh, Mario Kart. That is Mario Kart. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, there's a, there's a couple things they could do with sixty four Mario sixty four that would be interesting, but still not ruin the game. I'm gonna take some more mini eggs. Oh, you take them mini eggs. I have too many mini eggs. Uh, but yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, Sunshine, this is going to be really crunkly there for a second, uh, is one that I'm looking forward to. I hope they, they come out, which we were also talking to Mark about. Mark was like, I tried to find Sunshine on the Switch store and I can't find it anywhere. Well, yeah, because it doesn't fucking exist. But um, the one thing about Mario Sunshine, I mentioned this in the video, even if you have a GameCube, what TV has component inputs anymore? That's true. Unless you kept a... Uh kept your old one yeah well i have it uh i'm getting rid of the tv that just came out of our room at the old place i bought that tv in 2010 and that doesn't have a component inputs you'd probably have to buy an adapter you know you'd have to have like an hdmi to yeah um, suppose and then that would be the only way actually uh the capture card i have i have an adapter actually i just threw out the cables because i'll never use them but i had an adapter uh to go like to take those inputs, like the art, the old uh, component inputs, yeah. and then it goes into the capture card, and then I could output to HDMI. So that would work. Mm. You could record a Mario Sunshine playthrough. Yeah, but I'm gonna wait for the remake anyway. If it comes, we hope those rumors are real. Yeah, uh, Mario Galaxy. 
I tried to play that again, and the, the graphics were kind of shitty, and it kind of turned me off. And, and that's a really marked thing to say. Yeah. But... It, I don't know, it just didn't... It wasn't crisp, and it just didn't flow. Like, when you f play for the first time, like, obviously you're stuck in that time period where the graphics were like that. Oh, yeah, dude. Galaxy was awesome when it came out. And Galaxy 2. Yeah, Galaxy 2 was good. Oh, so good. So... Yeah, I'm excited they're going to remaster those. I'm, like I said, more excited for Sunshine because I haven't played that for, oh, 2005 the last time I played that. Now they just have to find out how to do uh, Donkey Kong 64. Somebody's got to get Donkey oh. Kong 64 out on something. I don't care. Yeah. Switch, I mean, Xbox, doesn't matter. I mean, fuck, people are remaking Pokemon Red and Blue in Unreal Engine 4. Like, come on, get on Mario, or get on DK64. Get on DK64, somebody, anybody. Yeah. Which is, like, the biggest clusterfuck because of Rare and Nintendo. Because Rare someone, owning that. and Someone just needs to go to Rare and say, hey, I'm, I'm remaking DK64 in Unreal Engine 4. And they'll well, be like, who's, is, okay. it Rare, is Rare the problem or is Nintendo the problem? Because Rare oh, owns yeah. Donkey Kong 64, but Nintendo owns the rights to Donkey Kong. So one of them owns the game and one of them owns the character. Oh. So that's why. It'll be Donkey Kong and it'll be a totally different person. Well, that's why it was such a uh, so <laughs> Danky Kong, <laughs> Danky Kang, yeah, and Danky Kong. But I think they own. Uh, do they own Diddy Kong too? Oh yeah. Uh, sorry, Rare or Nintendo? Uh, Nintendo will own that. Do they own uh, Tiny and Lanky and Chunky? Yeah, that's part of this franchise. Mm. Crazy. So, yeah. Well. Well, because it. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Nintendo made the original Donkey Kong game where Mario was jumping up through the. The oh yeah! Is, right, so that's uh, so that's where that comes from. So yeah, that's actually quite a legal battle. Yeah, that's you... that that's why it has because I mean they released. Um, I guess that's rare too. I don't know. Release Donkey Kong 64, somebody, please, or if anybody knows where I can play it because I tried to download an emulator and it just sucked. Well, they can probably. They can. Oh well, no. What sucks is the fucking camera controls. They're toxic. They were. I I can get over it because I love the game so much. That was the very first video game I ever played. Like, when I was six years old, my dad came home with an N64, and he was like, son, this is a video game, and here's Donkey Kong 64. And that was, like, that was it. That was my introduction to video games. So I could get over the, the toxic controls. I just want to play the game with controls. Like, I just... The, the simulator I downloaded was just, like, the you couldn't do the controls on, like, the keypad. There was no mouse. You had to use, like... Uh, WASD to walk, but then like Q and E to turn yourself, and uh, it's terrible. Oh, uh, jeez. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, what if it's just one letter from Rare saying, like, you could remake it? It's fine. I'll and go to them. Please, Mr. Rare, and I just I just like some more Donkey Kong. Yeah, and then Rare, or sorry, then Nintendo just has to sub it out to some company, like, like uh, Grezzo? Was that the company who remade Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask? I don't know, for the one for uh, Game Boy? No, for for 3DS. Uh, yeah, 3DS is what I, yeah. I meant when I said... <laughs> I think it was Grezzo that remade that, so... Just imagine if there wasn't such a terrible legal battle over that. Um, if they were releasing Donkey Kong games like they are releasing Mario games. Yeah. Like, Donkey Kong 64 to, like, a Donkey Kong on the, the Wii, or the GameCube and the Wii and the Wii U and the Switch. Mm -hmm. Ugh. Ugh. Sexy. I'd pay $80 so for that game, even though it came out... I mean, they're releasing <laughs> the side-scrollers, you know, like the, yeah. um, the original, but I want to see the... The actual. Well, the wasn't the original one developed by Rare too, like Donkey yeah, yeah, Kong yeah, Country Donkey 3 Kong and all Country, that. Uh, Donkey Kong Country one, two, and three were all by by Rare. So why can they release that, but not? That's what I mean. That's what I was saying. Like they released that on the Switch, but they didn't release 
Donkey Kong 64. I think Donkey Kong 64 was on the Xbox 360. They released it, but ever since then, they haven't done anything. <laughs> I, I wonder what the contract says. Like, if they can release... Because here's a fun little story about film. Um, and we lost the music. What happened? We lost the... Oh, because there's not a lot of um. Play Mario. us some Donkey Kong. Actually, yeah. Uh, do I have some Donkey Kong? Pump me. Pump me. Pump me. I got some Smash Brothers. Let's do that. Done. Um... So, here's a funny thing about film. So, uh, in the early 80s, or sorry, the late 80s and 90s, I believe, uh, when you did a contract with somebody, like, for example, if we're filming at somebody's house, we need to do a contract with them that protects, obviously, them so that they get paid, and then protects us so that we own the photography that we film. Um, but, there's a, so there, there's a line in the contract that says that we own everything we film, and... Nowadays, there's an extra line in there that says we we own everything we film now and in all future in proper till uh, in all property, uh, whether now known or whatever throughout the universe. So like basically they're covering themselves because what happened is people uh, published their stuff and their contracts didn't cover the internet because the internet didn't exist. Oh. So people were starting to cash in on shit on the internet and their contracts didn't. Protect them, so they have to protect something in all future developments. Yes, if they invite and make the internet 2.0. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, um, I'm wondering if Nintendo's using that loophole right now with the virtual with the virtual store and stuff with like Donkey Kong Country 3 and stuff. Because I'm sure contracts between them and Rare protect them from mm, publishing it on Switch something store else. Didn't didn't exist, exist. when yeah. they opened it up. So if they said you can't resell it on N64, but then when they release the new games. Well, I'm sure they covered it future consoles. Mm. But maybe just hardware. I don't know. But still, DK64 needs to happen. That's the fucking underlying cause. Look at the cause. platforms that DK64 is available on. Read out all the platforms. Read outing all the platforms. Yeah. Uh, platforms. Nintendo 64. That is all. <laughs> well, I, I did buy it on the uh, Virtual Console Store on the Wii U. Maybe so. I had to go back to my Wii U. Yeah. Alright, uh... So yeah, the other two other th rumors came out of that Mario thing. So one was uh, uh, Mario World Del Deluxe or whatever the fuck, which will probably just be it ported to the Switch with like maybe an extra level or world or something. Meh. Meh. Don't care about that one. Yeah, anyway. I, I mean I like side-scrolling Mario games, but like the newer ones, kind of uh, I don't know they didn't do it for me. I played Deluxe and I I played um, some of the other ones and it was kind of I don't know. Yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't really my jam. Well, what really wetted my panties was uh, there's a new Paper Mario apparently Ooh. coming out this year. Oh God, I hope it's good. Uh, they said that it's going to be in the same style as the '64 and the GameCube versions, which is which is great. Which is what it needs to be. Yeah, Thousand Year Door was the shit. Oh, a Thousand Year Door. Yeah, I think I played the original more than I played a Thousand Year Door because the Thousand Year Door was just so. What's the word? Um, it's just so daunting, you know? Yeah. That game is just incredible. I, I was almost afraid to play it because it was just going to consume me. Well, it was for the GameCube, and I didn't have a GameCube, so I played all these games. I borrowed them from friends and then played them on uh, my Wii. So I only played Thousand Year Door once. So I, I don't remember anything about Thousand Year Door other than that fucking badass wrestling arc. It's... Um, they, they have, like, a Pikmin level. 
the very very first level is like you collect all the little there's like these little tree saplings and you got to go into their tree and like revive their tree and you get to play as peach and you get to play as bowser and uh i vaguely remember that yeah uh, you get to fight all the dragons. There's like, um, oh wait, when you say the wrestling one, you mean the one in the sky where yeah. you hatch the? Because yeah. they also have like um, uh, a tunnel where, or um, uh, 50 levels where you have to beat 50 levels back to back of enemies. Where you like drop down a tube and it drops you into one. And there's like easy enemies in the first 10 floors, and then it gets harder on the 20, 30, 40, and then mm. you fight a skeleton dragon at the last one. That Spoilers. sounds fun. Yeah. Oh my god, that game was just like so many secrets, so much good stuff. Hmm. Yeah, I'm excited to play it again. When it, uh, I think it's getting released as well on the store sometime. Uh, Thousand Year Door. Yeah, mm. I think I yeah. read that somewhere. But I mean, the ones after Thousand Year Door were kind of. I didn't play the one directly after that. The... Ugh, that one was um, kind of shitty. Not gonna lie, it, it was. They tried to reinvent Paper Mario, and it's like, why the fuck would you reinvent Paper Mario? It, Paper Mario is Paper Mario for a fucking reason. Yeah, you know, like they made it into. A side-scrolling like 2d adventure that you could also rotate in 3d space and play through the 2d levels in 3d space um, and then you could also play as Mar as Mario Bowser Luigi all them right mm. but I think the game on its own was fine but as part of the Paper Mario series it was not not good it was not good it should have been it yeah mm. um, so yeah that one was weird and you have uh, instead of like actual characters as your sidekicks, you have, like, pixel friends. Oh. What a you know? sore excuse. Yeah, so, like, one pixel guy could, like, punch through shit, and another one could... Yeah, it was dumb. It was not... It was... Don't buy it. <laughs> uh, the, what was the next one? The Color Splash for the 3DS. That That's one was, the one that I played. Yeah, the Color Splash. Yeah, that one was okay. It was, it was fine, but I, I couldn't beat it because I was like, this is not... This is not the Paper Mario I know and love. Yeah. In Paper Mario, the first one, I can't remember, like, was there an overworld screen, like... A, yeah, if we had the original one? Yeah. Yeah. Like, overworld, like a map? Like it's, yeah. Yeah, that, that was, like, the main intro, when you first dropped in and the curtains open and you can see the the map, and uh, you can see where you got each of the stars on the map. Okay. Oh, yeah, that that map was, like... That was dope, and it was every time you unlocked a new area, more stuff would pop out of it, like a like a open-up book that has... Pop-up book. Right, yeah, right, right, right. That right, map right. was dope. Okay, I remember that now. Mm. All right, so that's about it for the Mario Rumor Train. Choo-choo. Chip-a-chuck. Uh, all right, let's get into our poll of the week last week, which was uh, which is the top game for a post-apocalyptic... The word I can't say, because it's too much words. Post-apocalyptic game. Yeah, so we read off uh, 11 games last podcast, and two people voted. One's Left 4 Dead 2 was uh, is apparently the best, and the other is Metro 2033. Oh, love that Metro. Metro's sexy. Mm. So that's what we got. Thanks for uh, joining our poll. Uh, the poll this week will be... Fuck the one we had. What Mario game are you excited for? How about that? I'm going to rewrite that in the, in the notes here. Don, I knew we should stick to topic. Yeah. There's got to be like a prize or something for... for what's the, some incentive to be a part of the poll? We need that. Your voice is heard. No, I was kidding. You're, yeah. Because um, it just says guest. Like, it's it doesn't say who voted. It just says guest. So we don't even know who's... Who's yeah, well, they, they have to sign in and register or whatever the fuck on and our that's website. That's kind of. Well, man. I guess, and you'd have to do that anyway if you want to yeah. get a prize. But there needs to be an incentive. Anyways, uh, we asked a question on our Discord, Facebook, and uh, something else. Oh no, just those two. 
what game are you good at? Like, to the point where, like, you could probably get competitive and, you know, cause some damage. Where you can, where you can stream it, you know? Yeah, you can stream it and probably make a, a hot penny. And, uh, got some... Fuck. Facebook's so good at just distracting the shit out of you. Really? I don't have Facebook. I don't okay, use it. I'm I don't gonna, use it at all. I'm gonna click on this and make you laugh. It's good. Is this where you're putting the question? Oh. Oh my god. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm gonna put this on our Facebook page. Uh, oh. Can I save the picture? Save image as. There we go. It's, um, some kid's got a dual disc from, uh, from Yu-Gi-Oh! That's got all the Exodia pieces on it, and it's attached to a fucking... What is that called? Uh, the Infinity Gauntlet. The Infinity Gauntlet from Infinity Wars. That looks fantastic. Like, that looks really cool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Destroyer of Worlds, this guy. Speaking <laughs> of, uh, of card games, I've been, I've been into the Pokemon cards lately. Yeah. And, uh, I, uh, I wanted... I wanted to make some videos on our YouTube page about Pokemon cards, but I have no idea... How to? I've been watching all these um, YouTubers like opening Pokemon cards, and that's kind of what got me into it. But I don't want to just open up Pokemon cards. I want to do something, something uh, else. So if you guys have any ideas of what you want to see from a Pokemon card channel, if you're interested in anything, hit me up, and I'll uh, I'll see if I can uh, if I can make something interesting. Yeah, just need some inspiration. Totally. Yeah. Uh, oh, hey, look, Omega joined the uh, live podcast. Oh, nice. Look at that. Just right now. Well, he said I made it. Uh, oh, yeah. A minute ago. 45 minutes in, baby. Oh, yeah. 45 minutes in. Don't worry, you didn't miss baby. too much. <laughs> yeah, we were just talking about some rumors and shit. Uh, but anyways, uh, so welcome, Omega, and uh, join the chat here. Oh, we got the Star Fox theme. Oh, yeah, you can't oh, hear the music. I can't hear anything. <laughs> That's why I'm thrown off, is because I'm like, I'm, I'm in silence. It's just quiet all the time. Yeah. Um, what were we looking for? Alright, oh, I was looking for, uh, the... Okay, so, uh, Omega has been, uh, is the best at Call of Duty, apparently. Yeah, th yeah. there's some, like, I've I've played through both battle passes of Call of Duty, like, yep. almost all the way through. I think I'm... Th this battle pass ends, um, what is it, like, today or tomorrow? But, yeah, I'm max level already. Oh, I'll show you that after. That's fucking gold. Um, and I'm terrible. I am so terrible. I've been playing the whole time it's been out, and I am awful. So, all of you people who are claiming to be the best at, at uh, Modern Warfare, congratulations, because I could not do it. Um, like I said, I, th I think I said this either last podcast or the podcast before. I'm I'm always middle. I'm never like fucking amaze balls, but I'm not the worst player. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, anyways, Brayden Seidel is playing Kirby Air Ride. Or, sorry, he says he's the best at Kirby Air Ride. He said the city mode, that's seven minutes long. If there was an eSports, I'd be in the tourney. Nice. <laughs> I I gotta get into more Kirby games, because, like, I played the Kirby N64. That's another good one. Yeah. That was an awesome game. Uh, Brayden Poitras says, I'm good at video games. <laughs> <laughs> so. We believe you are. Yeah. Um, so we'll come up with some random question this week, and, uh, and uh, put it on our Facebook and comment if you want to be heard on the show. Omega. That's you, buddy. Uh, Alright, so uh, let's look into the next thing, which is the top 10 most expensive games ever sold in this uh, coronavirus time. If you're uh, hurting for money and if you got these in your closet somewhere, you might make a pretty plenty. Yeah, sell these, sell these games. A lot of them are super old school. Well, that's probably why they're so expensive. That's why they're expensive, yeah. yeah. Uh, are coming in at number 10 
is E.T. the Extraterrestrial, sold for $1,537. There's, like, a crazy story. I don't want to get into that now, but, like, that game, like, that game was, like, the collapse of the video games. That game almost destroyed all video games when it came out. What did it release on? Does it um, say here? Uh, uh, can, I can't remember what uh, it was. Keep talking, I'll find it. They, they wanted to release it. If this is the same game, they wanted to release it with the movie. Um, but the game wasn't finished yet, but they wanted to release it on the same day as a movie. So basically, parents would take their kids out to see E.T. and then go to the store and buy the game afterwards. Right. But they released it early so that it could come out with the movie. And the game was just the biggest piece of crap ever made. And, like, kids hated it and the parents saw them playing it. And they're like, well, "This is if this is what video games are, this is terrible. And it was one of the... Yeah, the Atari. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to find some gameplay. How? It, what made it bad? Everything. Okay. Everything. Right. It is like, it, it, I'm. I'm gonna find some gameplay to show you. You okay. should. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll move on to the next one here. So number. Why is that? Why is that the most sought out game after uh, ever? Then. Um, probably just because of like once they made it, they tried to bury it, right? Because it was so bad, they were like, we gotta get rid of this. Like we have to. Uh, we gotta find a way to to. Look at, huh. this. Look at this! Pictures of it just like crashed in a in a dump yard. It was it was such oh. a it was such a disaster. This is that was the game. That that's a, like a, a shot from the game. Oh, well, yeah, well, okay. All right, number nine is Entertainment Mountain Bike Rally and Speed Racer Combo Kart. So. This sells between fifteen hundred and thirty-seven hundred dollars. Go speed, basically. Uh, Entertainment Mountain Bike Rally and Speed Racer Combo Card is a retro game from the early nineteen nineties era. The video was released by the exercise equipment company Life Fitness, and it was a combination of bike exercises and an entertainment system. Oh, okay, so it's like the Wii U, but in, in the eighties. The eighties Wii U, <laughs> or the Wii or whatever. Yeah. Uh, all right, number nine or number eight, Super Copa sells from four hundred to sixty-nine hundred dollars. That's a fucking huge range. For the sporty gamers, the Super Copa Nintendo video game in 1994 was designed to let the sportsman get his game on with using increased skill sets not only to inspire but to work with the team uh, to get in the game and get the full action. What All is right. Copa? What's Copa? Is that a... It looks like it's soccer. It looks like, looks like soccer. It looks like or, soccer. Or football or whatever, yeah. The football! Yeah. So. Uh, I got chirped on one of our YouTube videos. The... The uh, Super Mario Strikers video I made. Yeah. Um, I always said soccer or football. Like, ever, every time I said soccer, I said that. Yeah. And uh, some guy... And then uh, uh, I said his comment, like, soccer players are fucking wimps or something. Because there was hitting in Super Mario Strikers, right? Yeah. And, and then I put a picture of soccer players on screen... Uh, oh, I said MLS. I said ML MLS fans rage, and then I had a picture of soccer players on there. I was like, "Hi, hey, get over here, so we can have a chat." And uh, in the comments, some guys like says MLS, but is actually like I put players from a different league or oh, something. Oh, you I put fucked the it. wrong thing. Yeah, I fucked it up. Uh, so he he roasted me. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's what right. you get. That's what you deserve." Yeah. No, so all right, number seven is Atlantis two, uh, five thousand to seven thousand dollars worth. Uh, back in 1982, when video games were uh, the hot commodity and everyone wanted an Atari system or to go to the arta arcade and play Little Donkey Kong or Pac-Man, Atlantis was also out there, but it isn't one that was often talked about as much as the standard video games. What's the gameplay on Atlantis? What is it? Uh... 
Uh, it, do, it just has a cover of it. Yeah, I want to really see sure. the gameplay for some of these because I, I I know uh, Speed Racer and I know uh, ET, but I don't know. I I thought of the the Disney movie. Oh, Atlantis! They had but, a video game for that that you got in your cereal box. I remember playing. Oh, that. I remember that. Yeah, it was fun, but damn, was that hard. I uh, got Spy Kids, the original Spy Kids movie, in uh, cereal box. That's so nutty that they used to do that for all of the younger listeners out there. We used to get video game prizes in our cereal boxes and movies. I'm trying to remember another one. I got the uh, behind the scenes of the 2002 gold medal Olympic Games for Canada for yeah. hockey. Yeah, I got that in the cereal box. I got a Titanic game in a cereal box. Uh, I think I probably got that same Titanic game. That game was fucking broken, though. Oh, they're all broken. It came in a cereal box. I guess, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, number six, Nintendo Power Fest 1994 goes for 10,000 to 11,000. Nintendo was only producing, or produ Nintendo only produced about 33 game cartridges of this game. How many? 33. Wow. These games were used in stores all across the country to be a part of 130 different different events. The winners of each event won a trip to San Diego in the World Championships. Uh, those who placed second re each received a Star Fox jacket. Oh my god. That's dope. I, a want, a, I want a Star Fox. I have actually a funny story about a Star Fox jacket, but finish, the, finish this. Um, well, I want the Star, Star Fox legs, so they just amputate your legs and they put the metal ones on. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> What happened to the leftovers from Star Fox, uh, from the Star Fox competition from the previous year? At the end of all the events, all the cartridges were returned to Nintendo, all except one, which eventually ended up in the hands of a game collector. Rick Burns. Rick Burns, uh, who just happened to have participated in the competition back when he was a kid, paid ten thousand for his rare one-of-a-kind game cartridge. Damn. Wow. I uh, I was working on a film set and it was the end of the day and I was one of the last people left and I was doing a walk through the set to make sure that you know nothing got left behind and there was a chair and there was a jacket on the chair I was like oh somebody forgot their jacket and I picked up the jacket and it's it's a Star Fox jacket like it's got the, it's like the brown leather jacket with the Star Fox logo on it and I was like this jacket is so freaking cool I was like this is awesome and I was like I was bringing it over to the lost and found but I was like I want to see what it looks like on me so I tried on the jacket, and I was there. I was, like, the only person there. So I try on the jacket, I zip it up, and as soon as I zip it up, the guy who owns it comes in looking for it, and I'm just standing there wearing his jacket. <laughs> <laughs> and he and he's the nicest guy. He, he's, uh, he's in playback, so he's not a guy who was there all the time. He only comes in once every, like, couple weeks. Yeah. So I didn't really know him that well at the time. I'm actually kind of good friends with him now, but that was, like, one of the first times I actually talked to him was him catching me wearing his missing jacket yeah <laughs> and i was like i dude i was just trying it on it totally looked like i was about to walk out of the studio with his jacket on but i was taking it to the lost and found and he caught me red-handed giving it a try on but we still laugh about that today but man i want to i want to start fox jacket yeah. so bad that i almost can't let you do that yeah. star fox <laughs> yeah. um yeah, I want to do more cosplay when I go to uh, events. Actually, before I came today, I was watching people who go to go to um, Comic-Con and what they wear, like the top ten best cosplays, and there's yeah. some people who are crazy. Oh, we should do our Sea of Thieves characters. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to do. You got to be a fat lesbian chick? No, I'm a, I'm Elok the Wizard, man. I'm an old man. No, oh yeah, right. Will's the fat lesbian chick. Yeah, I'm the old, I'm the wizard. Yeah. Uh, See I, me on the Thieves, I'll set you on fire. I just look like a fucking admiral. 
Yeah, your guys. He's got the broad shoulders and the. Yeah. You look like um, Napoleon, but on the sea. <laughs> a little taller though. Napoleon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number five is Red Sea Crossing. Goes for ten thousand to thirteen eight or thirteen thousand eight hundred. Uh, in the Red Sea Crossing game by Atari, you took on the character's role of Moses when he was crossing the Red Sea. You were do- you were to dodge fish, turtles, and other sea creatures, and occasionally you might encounter one of the pixelated Egyptian characters who would try to throw arrows at you. So throw arrows at you. So Moses just splits the Red Sea. So how you got to dodge those turtles, man? So you just split the sea, and then shit just jumps across. Um. Oh, here's there's actually a picture of it. Yeah, it's it looks like. Um. Speaking of going back to rare, do you ever play that rare game where you're the astronaut? You could actually play it in N64. Where you're uh, the astronaut, and you have to you have to build your ship, and there's the, the no. You never played that. Never played that. No. Well, um. Sorry for everybody who's listening and not looking, but there's a picture of the gameplay. Oh, that's that's retro. That's retro. Yeah, it's shit. like yeah. it's like um. It's like a 2D platformer, like Mario, but like with no color. It, the the sea creatures are red and the character is white, and you just kind of walk behind a gray background. Yeah, there's a picture right there. Yeah. Well, somebody found it in a garage sale for fifty cents and then sold it for ten thousand dollars. <laughs> That's a fucking profit turnaround. Do you know what? Sometimes I will see like a garage sale, like, and I'll just want to go there just to see if there's something um, that, that the people have no idea what the actual value is not to be a dick and to be like i'm gonna take this and turn it around but just to see like yeah yeah you know what i mean S- somebody i said this is on uh, an episode of pawn shop dude whatever the fuck pawn shop dude uh pawn shoppers the, no, i know what you mean yeah the pawn shop show where the people go in and you know sell pawn shop shit mm-hmm. anyways guy had a mint mario bros and duck hunt like in the box not opened and it was the first one ever made and he brought it into the pawn shop, and he's like, I want a million dollars. And the guy's like, no. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. Why don't you sell that shit on eBay, dude? I you'll want a million dollars. You'll get a million dollars for it. First one ever made. Yeah. I gotta find that episode. I wanna watch that. I don't, actually, maybe it wasn't... I'm confusing that with a different one. Someone had an NES, and it was like, the serial code was like one. That's crazy. I think we talked about that on a different podcast. Like I don't think I was there for year. that, because this is the first time I've heard about it, but that yeah. sounds dope. Anyways, number four, 1990 Nintendo World Championship Champions Gold and Gray Editions sold for 8,500 to, t- to 20,000. Nintendo created a series of video game competitions that began in 1990. The first competition toured 29 cities throughout the U.S. The competition was named for the game cartridges that was released in 1990 and is worth what I said earlier. <laughs> uh, since then, Nintendo has held two other subsequent competitions, and the third edition is just being held recently in October 2017. A new game was released in 2014 called NES Remix 2, reminiscent of the original Nintendo World Championship Remix. Cool. I like how it's gold and gray. Do you think it would be like gold and silver? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sidetrack. I watched a video on YouTube where a guy was extracting gold from old computer parts. Yep. Is this chemist guy? I've never heard a more awkward dude in my life. Even more awkward than Will on the podcast? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Will's got all sorts of fucking personality compared to this dude. Um, but anyways, you, he'd be like, uh, 
take your hydrochloric acid and pour it into the beaker. And he would just pour it, and then you'd hear glug, 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 glug. Today and I'm like, going yeah. to teach you how to make plutonium out of household items. Be sure to watch the temperature or the... It, like, it, he sounded like Alan Rickman, but not Alan Rickman. Alan and, Rickman and not as good as a voice. It was just oh. like... Eh. Like, it was just the monotone, like... Pour this very slowly into the beaker. Like... Yeah. That's actually uh, that would be a fun character. Like just maybe you making fun of him is a fun character. I feel like we should do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next time I play uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon and I'm streaming it and I'm talking to voices, I'll I'll, I'll do the Beaker guy. <laughs> the Beaker one, the Gold Beaker man. Yeah. Uh, all right, number three, Nintendo Campus Challenge, fourteen thousand to twenty thousand. Oh, this this is the second time we've heard this scene. This this podcast. Uh, Nintendo video game developers are big into competitions. They have held a number of competitions on college campuses as well as spring break destinations for college kids. One competition, World Champion uh, Championship, gave players six minutes to play the hot, uh, play for the highest score on games like Dr. Mario, Pinbot, and Super Mario Bros. 3. When the tour ended, the majority of the copies of the game were destroyed. Uh, all but a few of the game cartridges fell into the hands of Rob Walters in 2006, purchased a lot of retro, uh, different retro games and sold them for around 50 grand. Damn. Yeah. Uh, number two, Air Raid went for three thousand to thirty-three thousand uh, on April tenth, two thousand ten. A copy of Air Raid sold for thirty-three thousand and is the only known uh, complete version of the game that still exists. Uh, it was out on Atari in nineteen eighty-two. There you go. So I'm sure no one's selling this for coronavirus if it's the only one ever made. Or only one to know that exists. And do you know what I'd like to know? Not even if selling them. If you have any of these games, or like if you were a, an old school game expert, hit us up on the Discord. Like I just want to see. Like send us a picture of your collection or something. Like I want to see um, some of this old school stuff because I'm interested in this, but Ooh. I'm not like a collector myself. So holy fuck! What? Uh, number one, Stadium Events sells for twenty six hundred to forty one thousand. The box alone is ten thousand. Is ten thousand. Japers. Stadium Events was a game released in 1987 by Bandai before they Bandai made fucking Pac-Man. anime games, I guess. Uh, and was the only uh, one of the only couple of games that were available in America that was actually designed for that company's family fun fitness mat. Oh, interesting. Playtime's over, Star Fox. Uh, all right, and uh, podcast's over, Star Fox. Uh, let us know what you guys think on our Facebook page and our Discord. Lots of cool people on the Discord that like to chat. I think our most entertaining person on there is, uh, what's his name here? Uh, I forgot, no, I'm just kidding. It's, uh, the... He's changed his name a couple times. What is he going by now? Emotional Support Man is what he's going by now. Uh, he says some interesting things on there. That's good, you gotta keep it interesting. Yeah. Variety is a spice of life. Yeah. Anyways, uh, okay guys, thanks a lot. And, uh, visit our website for the poll this week, which was, which Mario game are you excited for? And until then, we'll see you guys on the next one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Oh, Cole. Help oh, me move, moved in here. Oh, yeah. Did we talk about you moving in the last podcast? I We mentioned it a couple podcasts ago, but... Oh, yeah. now you're all moved in. New studio. New studio setup. Got a little bit more sound foam insulation. Is it working? Does it sound good? Sounds sexy. Mm. Sounds sexy. Uh, new Patreon. This week we have... Uh, we'll mention it again in the podcast, but... Uh, we have Mr. Thomas Noseworthy. Thanks for joining our Patreon and bringing our total up to three. Oh, three lucky, three lucky guys getting all them perks. Just spreading three. the perks, spreading the wealth. Spreading the super wealth. And uh, yeah, okay. So let's uh, get into the podcast episode coming up right now. Now, now, now. Now, now, now. Where's Will? We gotta harass Will. I know. He's in a fucking rock right now. Yeah, with all this corona, he's taking it real seriously. He's been in quarantine for like a month now. He doesn't even touch his phone anymore. No. Yeah, it's shocking. No picking his nose, no scratching his eyes, yeah. no touching his phone. Yeah, totally. Uh, we should do, uh, since we have so much time on our hands, we should do a pod- an alien podcast and put it on our Patreon. Oh, yeah, that's a good, that's a really good idea. Yeah. That's an awesome idea. <laughs> Bonus. Uh, well, if I didn't lose all the, uh, when my hard drive totally shit the bed, if I didn't lose all the, uh... Uh, movie podcast we did, I'd put those on too. Your hard drive shits the bed all the time. Well, this was my other hard drive that shit the bed. Oh. Yeah. Uh, pro tip, don't get shitty hard drives. <laughs> pro tip, just use Google Drive. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, episode happening. Right now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.